The following program is intended for mature audiences. It's something about a girl that just makes my head wanna twirl. Oh, hell no! I do it my way. Grandpa's Musical Grandkids. Welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. So take a seat up on Grandpa's knee while Grandpa teaches you all about music. One artist and one album at a time. Now, to a man that needs no introduction, here's the man, the myth, the legend, Grandpa! Oh, yes, it's that time again. Time for Grandpa's Playlist. Now, when Z made the opening, he told me that he gave me that little window there of 30 seconds or so so I could talk after he introduces me. But I like Rush so much, I didn't want to interrupt it. So you're probably like, well, where is he? Well, he's waiting for the music to fade off because, like I said, it's Rush. I just I just can't talk over it or interrupt it. I don't mind if somebody else does. I just can't do it, so... We'll just leave it the way it is. I'll come in at the end. I like it. I like the new opening. It's nice. It just feels like, you know, something I would have done if I had skills. I don't have skills, so I had somebody else do it. And I just gave him the song to use. Everything else was all his idea. Because, like I said, I'm not that creative. Y'all think I am, but I probably, you know, really am not. But, like I said, welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. And, uh, what do I have for us this episode? Well, I used to say this week, but you never know when I'm going to have a rerun, so I just say this episode. This episode. So, what do I have for this episode? I'm glad you asked. We're doing the August 25th, 1988 release, their fourth studio album, by the way, of Metallica and Justice for All. Now... I'm not, I love Metallica from this album backwards. I don't hate their new music, it's just not for me. I do hate Lars though, but is anybody who's a follower of Grandpa knows this to be a fact. And it's not because of Napster. That started it, but there's way other reasons to not like the dude. So, there's that. But I'm not the biggest, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of their new stuff. And I don't really listen to it a lot. You hear it the first time and you're like, eh. But from Injustice and working your way backwards, I like. Now, well, I take that back. I did like Load and all that because I like, you know, Hero of the Day. It's not good, but it isn't horrible. But, uh, oh, Garage Days. I take it back. I like the Garage Days album a lot, both the original and the revisited. So I take that back. 
But their newer stuff, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, so there's that. But this album had a lot of controversy and... Well, let's just be honest. It didn't didn't do well. Any you know, didn't do uh, you know, bass players any 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 uh, any uh, any favors. So let me get into uh, uh, some of the facts and stuff like that. Now I'm probably going to be a little opinionated on this one and probably be a dick here and there. But most of you people who know me know I am a dick, so it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, this is injustice for all. Um, this was the first album with Jason Newstead, and the theme of the album was political and legal injustices, such as governmental corruption, censorship, and war. So, but I think we all figured that out. Now, there's nine tracks on this album, and they're pretty long. You got a six minute, a nine, a six, a seven, a six, a five, a seven, a nine, and a five. So, I normally will play like two and a, two back to back, so you don't have to listen to me. I may only do back-to-back on the smaller ones. I don't know. You know what? Just put on your seatbelt and get ready for a ride. And with that being said, let's just kick this thing off. I gave you a little bit of tidbits. I talked, talked smack about I talked smack about Lars. It probably won't be the fir- first. It, wait, it ain't the first time. Probably won't ever be the last time. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's get into it. Here's the first track. And this one is called Blackened. Hope you enjoy.
All right. Now that's how you open a song or open an album. <clears throat> very good, very heavy. But you would expect that. When I bought this album and I heard that first track, I didn't go, man, this is an awesome way to start an album. Because I knew it was going to... It's Metallica. I knew. There are some bands out there that... Especially the ones that I'm not familiar with back in the day. Or even new now. If that first song doesn't grab me, I usually have a hard time, a really hard time, uh, getting into the album. So, this one started off well, but so did all the other Metallica albums. Hell, it, uh, St. Anger started off okay, and then I don't know what happened. It just went off the rails. But anyway, Blackened is a great fucking song. Um, I'll probably repeat that stupid line every 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 track here, because this album was really good. A lot of blunders, but still a good album nonetheless. Um, this album, as we all know, and maybe you guys who are younger don't, it was nominated for a Grammy, but it lost to Jethro Tull. And there's still a lot of people out there that won't let that go. And I don't ride their coattails. You know, I'm I, Jethro Tull I like. A little weird that they want it, but I'm okay with it. But, but, I'm not going to judge those guys who go on and on about how they shouldn't have won it. Because, well, I go on and on that I don't like uh, Lars very much. So, I can't be that hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite sometimes. Let's just be honest. I'm a hypocrite sometimes, huh? I'm like I call myself out for bad behavior straight up. I'm I'm you know, you I I'm not a saint. I'm just a sinner like everybody else and fucking I'm telling you. You know, I don't get mad at them. They're oh man, I can't believe Jethro Tull won that fucking award, man. What a bunch of crap. Yeah, okay. I I don't get into an argument with them because that's their feelings. And when it comes to Metallica, everybody's got their opinions and their feelings and I don't have anything to say about that except all you know, I don't like Lars. Metallica rocks, hell yeah, Lars sucks, you know what I'm saying, I just, I throw my change in there, and, you know, sometimes I come across a Metallica fan that's like, yeah, he does suck, just like, hey, before you start jumping down my throat, if you know me, I don't like Gene Simmons either, guy makes good music, guy's in a great band, dude's a cocksucker, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't, don't think I'm just hating on Lars, I'm hate, I hate on Gene too, and I've been ripping on Nikki Six and all that, Look, I call it like it is. My opinion just comes out. Yeah, I know. Like it's like an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But I still like their music. See, that's where fucking people can't draw a goddamn line. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. His music sucks. Okay, I hate the guy, but the music's great. Lars is a fucking cocksucker too. But I love Metallica's music. I just don't it just the new stuff don't bite me. I'm not saying it sucks, it just doesn't work for me. I'm not but that's that. I mean, hell. I Was Made For Loving You by Kiss is a disco song. Of course, I love disco, but there's a bazillion Kiss fans who fucking hate the thing. Okay, that's cool. But I still like their music. And I can say, by I can, I can pull you out of the situation. I don't like you, but you do a good job making films, so I'm cool. I'll watch it. I'll give it its props because you have nothing to do with it. Yes, Gene's thoughts and ideas go into his songs, but... It depends on what I don't like you for. Gene has never wrote a song that I was like, eh, that's stupid. It's, it's well, okay, there's been some songs that I question, but I've never been like, oh, his beliefs have ruined his music. I don't know his beliefs. The only belief I know about Gene is he is God, and he knows how to make money, and he would sell you anything. He does say some things that are questionable, but I've never heard him sing a song called Rock and Roll is Dead, but he says it all the time. So you need to take the person out of the situation and quit 
freaking, I'm not going to buy their new album. You know, there's other people involved in that album that would like to feed their children. So buy it, please. And if you don't want to buy it, at least stream it. So they get a couple of dimes. Yeah, I can see you not wanting to buy it, but come on, man. Let, let, let's not ruin a whole group of people's livelihood because you were mad at one person, all right? So, like, like I still, I'm streaming Lars's music right now and putting some pennies in his pocket. It's just, you know, don't hate the entire, don't, don't hate everything. You can hate one person. Now, if you hate everybody in the band, then, yeah, you're, you have, I think if you hate more than half the band, then you have a right to jump off and be like, these guys suck. But if it's just one person you're pissed off at, look, your uncle pisses you off all the time, but you still go to the family get-together. So just, you know, there you go. Anyway, back to what it's supposed to be. Um... The song one was the debut music video for the band, which we all loved. Ah, pardon my computer. Um, I did love the, uh, I did love the, uh, what's it called? I did love the longer version of the video. There's, I do believe there was two, an edited version and then one that was, that had more of the movie clips and all. Johnny Get Your Gun, I think Johnny Get Your Gun is the movie they used. If I recall correctly, I'm sitting here in front of the internet and I could look it up, but I don't want to do that. But anyway, yeah, that was the first. And one won the band their first Grammy in the brand new Best Metal Performance category. So there you go. Now, before I get into any more, we're going to play our second track. This is a long one, almost 10 minutes. So there's a good thing for you. You don't you can listen to Metallica instead of me. We're going to track two, which is Injustice for All. Um, this song is about corruption in the government. General consensus is the song, the songs were too long. So after an October 1989 performance, the song was not played live again until June of 2007. So it's too long. <laughs> it's too long. I don't care if it's long. I like Inagata De Vida, and that thing's like you know ten years long. So <clears throat> you don't want to listen to them play it live. What the hell? It's too long. See. Some Metallica fans are just fucking weak. I'm going to say it. They're just fucking weak. Me? I don't know if I'm weak or strong. But, uh, I'd, like I said, I like, uh, 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 I, I like Load. So, you could consider me probably weak then. But anyway, here is Justice. Uh, here is And Justice for All.
Alright, okay, when Grandpa's wrong, like I said, I'm an honest dude. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I can see why they didn't play it. I, now, now that, you know, I'm sitting here waiting for them to be able to talk and play the next song, you're like, uh, okay, it is kind of long. But, like, if you're having sex with somebody or jogging or driving a car, I could see where the song is, like, you're, you don't really realize how long it is. But when you're standing around in a concert waiting to hear the next Metallica song, you know, after five, six minutes, you're like, what? So, yeah, okay, so I apologize. Maybe it is a little too long. I was wrong. It's a little too long. But to live in, to live is to die is also long. So, I'm warning you. I'm warning you now. Two 10-minute songs. Hell, I even forgot where I left off on my notes. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. It peaked at number six on the Billboard 200. It certified eight times platinum in 2003, having sold eight million copies in the United States. Now, we'll get into, we'll get into some controversy in a little bit. Let's not, uh, let's not go too negative right away. Hey, hey. So, I remember when I first got this album, um... I was I was enthralled. It's not my favorite. I'm not gonna not gonna say it's my favorite. You know, a lot of guys. You know, I'm one of those crying guys you see in the memes. Oh, Justice was the last best album. I feel it was the last best album, but it's not my favorite. <clears throat> I, I go back and forth between Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning as being my favorites. I, I'm a little. I'm a little. I can't make up my mind sometimes. One day it's one day it's Master, and the next day it's so. I don't know. Kill 'em All is a good one, but I just, I just, those are my two that I battle back and forth. This album, Injustice for All, is a good album. I'm not disputing that, and I feel it's one of their best, the last great album they did. But it's not my favorite. But when I did get it, you know, it, 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 it got a lot of play. Grandpa played this thing a lot in his fucking car. I was like all over the place with it because it's a, it's a fucking good album. It is heavy. And it just it stayed that way. Um, the controversy, where the controversy lies, is with the bass. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a musician. Never pretended to be. But I never noticed the lack of bass until it was pointed out to me. So maybe if I was a bass player, I'd have picked up on it. Some bands like Rush and kiss sometimes there's some songs in there that are bass heavy but i just figured it was in there and i couldn't hear it because of the drums but i never focused on there not being any bass it wasn't too way later that i realized what was going on but we'll talk about that in a minute let's get into some eye of the beholder shall we now eye of the beholder has not been performed live since 1989 lars <laughs> me doesn't like the song at all so it will likely never be played live ever again politically fueled song about the nature of civil liberties. I don't like this song, so I'm not going to play it. Oh, you, my fans like this song? My fans like this song? Okay, well, you can like it in your fucking car then. Because I don't like it. James may like it, but I don't like it. And what I don't like, don't get played. Yeah, I know that's not how he sounds, but that's how he sounds in my head when I hear his fucking lips moving. So... I'm probably going to go ahead and say this is probably one of the best songs ever, just because he don't like it. You know, if you remember me from the last episode, from one of the other episodes, because I know what order these are in, but I did Kiss the Elder. Gene and Paul do not like that album. But that album isn't bad. 
It isn't bad. It they let the studio they let the studio screw it up for them. There should have been narration. They should have they should have followed through with narration and all that stuff. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if somebody wrote a comic book right now about Kisses the Elder, it'd probably make a lot of sense and people would go back to the album and be like, This album ain't half bad. They need to tell the story properly. So I don't like it when people write when you, if you make an album stick to it. I don't like Danzig's fourth album. Or was the Black Ass of Devil 5? I don't like Black Ass of Devil at all. At all. But I've never once heard him say, oh, I hate the album. I don't. It's like, dude, just stick with what you did. You don't like Eye of the Holder? Keep it to yourself. Don't Because it just... You've remastered the album. Why didn't you just remove it? We live in a world where you can do something like that. Look, ask George Lucas. So I'm just saying, if you don't like it, just like, don't hate on your own music. I mean, jeez Christ. But anyway... I'm rambling on. I have a bad spot about fucking Lars and any chance to hit him, I take it. You know, I'm glad I'm not very popular and famous because he'd probably sue my pants off or at least send me a letter and call me an asshole or, you know, tell me he's going to sue me. So it's a good thing I ain't got no fame. And, you know, but maybe by the time, maybe one day this will cross paths somewhere along the lines down the road, but I'll have Alzheimer's. I'll never remember doing it. So can't sue me if I can't remember what I did. Boom! Fuck you, Lars. Anyway, here's Eye of the Beholder. Or into it what you read You can do it your own way 
All right. Well, there you go. That was Eye of the Beholder. Lars is dis- uh, one of the songs on the album Lars doesn't like and won't play live. Look, I know he has a right to like what he does and what he doesn't do. I'm sure I've released stuff that I cringe when I see it, when I listen to it. Like, oh, I can't believe I said that. But I still stand by what I said. But, you know, sitting here listening to the song, maybe he doesn't like it because there's not enough bass in it. I just, I don't know. Here's my thing. You spend months and months and months in a studio and you're writing songs. If he's got so much sway that they don't play it live, why did it make the album? Why didn't he say, you know what, let's write something else or just make it eight, you know, add a couple of minutes to some of these other songs and we'll just make it eight. Why did he release it? That's what I don't understand. It's not like a movie where there's billions of dollars put into it and the studio is like, well, I don't care if the director likes it or not. Edit it together and we're releasing it. It's music. I mean, how many people die from bands or they break up and years later they re-release all these never heard songs? You know, oh, we never... The Beatles just finished one of John Lennon's songs and released it. So that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Why couldn't Lars just say, eh, don't put it on the album, I don't like it. That's my whole thing with music. I get it with movies and TV shows. There's money, there's invest, you know, but there was money invested in this album, but he could have wrote something else and left it off. I, it happens all the time. I may not be, I may not know all the ins and outs of the, mo- the, the movie industry or TV or Hollywood in general, but I know... You know, my dad was in the music business. I've known musicians. You can dabble and change. And the record company just wants hits and an album. They don't care how you get there. So he could have had it removed. Oh, I don't really like that song. So that's why I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I have to call bullshit on this motherfucker. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's move along. Look, 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 look. Yes, I, I am very harsh on Lars. And for that, I do not apologize. But I have to give him credit, and I hate to do it. Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But he's a good drummer. He's a good drummer. He's no Neil Pert, but he's fucking better than Peter Chris. So I'm just saying, he's a good fucking drummer. So I don't take that away from him. He writes good songs. I can't take that away from him either. Even if the new stuff doesn't bite me and pull me in, I don't think the music is terrible. It's just not for me. So he's a good writer. Okay, I should say now he's a decent one. But it's like I don't understand. You know, I I don't. I only don't. I'm only. That's why I say you have to. I I'm sitting here listening to Metallica. It's like, how can you listen to it if you don't like Lars? Because it's good music. His personal beliefs are none of my fucking concern. I just pick on him for what he says because he's a douchebag. But uh, you know, the, 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 the dude is a musician and he's good at what he does. And that's why I listen to Metallica. Like I said, I still listen to the new stuff. It's just few and far between. I listened to the album the first time, and then I'm like, eh, it didn't grab me. I do go back and listen to it again to see if it will grab me. And it usually doesn't. Maybe one or two songs will, but it's not like the old stuff to me. And it's not just the old man yelling at the clouds, get off my lawn kind of thing. It's just it's just not getting... I just don't understand what happened. I don't know if some subconsciously I am letting my agitation for Lars ruin it. You know, that Trejo is not in a place where he should be, where his music can, like, stand forefront. Like, he was when he was at least with, when he was with Suicidal, you could hear that bass. You could groove to that bass line. When he was in Infectious Grooves, man, you could... So, I don't know if maybe subconsciously I'm not liking their music, but my wife doesn't give a shit about Lars or any of that bullshit. She don't care. She don't care about anything like that. And she doesn't even like the new music. So, maybe it's just me... Maybe it's not me. 
I don't know. I know if I ask Rhodes, he'll think I'm out of my mind, but, you know, that's between him and his, uh, that's just between him and whoever cares. Um, so anyway, let's get on with it. Now we're going to one. This is probably the biggest, most popular song on this album. And up until the self-titled album with Inner Salmon and everything, I think this one, until that point, was the most popular song they ever did. It was played all the time on the radio, shortened version. Video was played, both long and short, so this was popular. Now we all know the video... In the video, it shows a war, and, and it's about, and, and the song's about the video. That's that, so it, it matched up. It's a war, a war, a, uh, a World War One soldier who is injured by a landmine. His arms, his legs, his jaw blown off. He can't speak, see, or move. Begging God to take his life. In the music video, he's been he's seen trying to communicate with the staff, asking them to kill him. So I do believe in the video. It's been a very long time, and I don't remember the last time I saw the, the movie. But I do believe he's doing Morse code with his head. But it's a good song. It's a great song. It's one of those kind of songs where you could just sit back and let a girl just take control with her mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's one of those kind of songs that you can just, you know, do it for the full 7 minutes and 27 seconds, please. Yeah, I know. Ugh, you're disgusting. I'm a guy. I'm supposed to be. Look, I'm playing by the rules. I'm a dude. We're all dogs. I got to play the role. If you don't like it, don't call me a dog. Okay? That's all I'm saying. So anyway, here is Metallica's One. Now hold my breath as I wish for death 
in me Just like a wartime novelty Tied to machines that make me be Cut this life off from me Hold my breath as I wish more dear Oh please God wake me
All right, that was one. Like I said, if you don't know if you don't know anything about one, you probably aren't alive yet because it was like super popular. It's weird seeing this stuff, seeing how old it is, growing up through it, and like people nowadays. There are people who haven't heard this album, and it's just weird. It's just now I know how my grandparents and my parents felt back in the day when things that they liked was waning in popularity. And wasn't around as much. So when someone would say, never heard of that before. It kind of makes some of the synapses in your brain go short circuit. Because it's like you can't fathom how you don't know this song. And sometimes I get a little jumpy. And I should watch it. Because there are people. Look, I'm not some woke person or anything. But I do have to admit that you know there are people out there that don't know some of the stuff I know. And I got to like be chill. And not jump down their throat. Because they don't know it. You know, that's just... Sometimes I don't want to be a dick. It's like, if you're 40 years old and you're like, I've never heard this uh, Injustice for All thing, then then I'll jump down your throat, because at 40, you should know. Just like, look, if you may not be a wrestling fan, but if you don't know who Hulk Hogan is, I gotta say, you're just a fucking idiot. But that's just me. That's just me. So anyway, uh, let's get on to some major, major, major conspiracy stuff here. During the mixing of the album, Lars and James basically wanted Newstead's bass to be non-existent. Fucking dicks, right? They wanted it turned down to barely audible, and then turned down a further three decibels. In a 2019 interview, they said they did it because their hearing was shot after heavy touring, so they kept turning everything else up until the bass disappeared. Now, I've always heard that... They did it purposely, not because their hearing was shot. They were truly being dickheads. And they were upset about Cliff. They didn't like the new guy, really. They weren't, you know what I mean? They hadn't meshed with him yet. He was brand new. Whatever their reasoning, I heard it was just they were legitimately being assholes. And they've apologized for it. But that just goes to show you what kind of person Lars is. James, I don't know. He's never really said anything publicly. I mean, he said some doozies here recently, but... You know, he's never been one to... He's always been... If you watch... I watched the documentary of theirs on Reels, and James is more of the quiet guy, and Lars is the mouthpiece. But if you watch some of the interviews, you can see where James is getting pissed. And if you watch some kind of monster, so they don't have the best relationship. But I will give them fucking 1,000 fucking... I'll give them 1,000% credit. 1,000% credit. Probably a billion excuse me, most bands would have broken up by now. Most bands would have split. James and Lars's relationship would have tore this band apart. So I give them so much credit for still being in a band together. They could have just said fuck it and been done with it, but they didn't. And that that's how I feel a band should be. I brought it up on one of my other shows, I think Dr. Feelgood, I brought that up. you got to stick together. Figure a way to keep the band together and keep you two apart. Because there's money to be made. Yes, bands are fun, but once you've been around for a long time and you've made successful albums, you have you have crossed over. You're still a band, but now you are a business. You are an entity. You are a business. You can make money. You can sell a bunch of shirts. You can sell merchandise. You can sell tickets. You could make a movie based on your, like they did. There's thing. You are now a business. Metallica is a business. Yes, it is still a band, but it is a business. 
Look at Motley Crue. Their business is falling apart. Why? Because there's too much infighting. I think Metallica deserves all the credit in the world for sticking together. Through Lars's crap and him getting not along with James and Jason Newstead and all that. And Kurt Hammett, who knows about him? He just does his horror movies and he's like a chill dude. He probably eats gummies all the time and like doesn't care. So... But I give them credit for sticking together this long because they could have broken up a long time ago. And now we, would, you know, we wouldn't have as many albums. For the people who still love the, their new stuff, it wouldn't be here. It'd be non-existent. So yes, you have to give them credit for sticking together. Because if I was in the band, I would have throttled him and it would have been in the end of it and I probably would have been in jail. So I'm just saying, I give this band credit for sticking together through the rough times. Because you know, as much as I like to say it, yes, Lars is a dick. But I don't think the alcoholism that that Hetfield had didn't help either. So they're both, they both have their problems. One's just more vocal about it. And the other one kept his problems to himself, but yes, give him credit for sticking together. And with that being said, no information on this song. So let's just get into the shortest straw.
All right, well, that was the shortest straw. You know, when you sit here and you listen to the songs while you're doing your show and you're like, man, the first time I heard these songs, it was awesome, awesome. And you didn't think nothing else. Like, ah, man, this is an awesome album. But now, when I listen to it, I was like, what happened? What happened to these guys? And that's the thing. I don't... Nothing really happened to them. I'm, I'm starting to think maybe it's more me than it is their music, but it could be the music. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I, I mean, I'd have to do a whole case study, and I'm not, I ain't got time for that shit, um, on why I don't like them anymore. Okay, why I don't like their music anymore. I have nothing against Metallica as a whole. I have a problem with one of the band members. And I have another one. I have a problem with another one who should be doing his own thing and, you know, doing his own heavy bass groove kind of band thing. But I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the band. All right. Like I said, they're a great band. They're a great business. They're, they're like, they got it going. It's just, I don't understand why I can't get with the new stuff. And, you know, Rhodes and everybody are like, hey, just check it out. So, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and listen to some of their newest stuff. Because, like I said, I did the, the Load album didn't bother me. I mean, the Load album didn't bother me. So, I don't know. Maybe my music tastes are just so weird and out of whack. You know, because there's... Like, I like disco music, but half the people I know that like the music I do, like what I'm playing today, don't like, don't like it. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. I mean, I don't like heft. But... There are, you know, one people who do. So I just, it's it's probably just me. It's probably just me. So I don't know. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Now we're going to track six, Harvester of Sorrow. Now after I read you this and I tell you what I'm going to tell you, you might want to stay away from me and question your friendship with me or liking me. So Harvester of Sorrow is about a man who was traumatically abused during his childhood, becomes a drunk, Drug addict, drug addict, takes out his anger on his family. Then ultimately, he snaps and murders them. Now you're like, why would? Now you're like, oh, that's kind of brutal. Well, I'm also going to state that this is my favorite song on the album. Whoa, wait a minute! You like a song about a guy who murders his family? Obviously, I do. Obviously, I do. Which was why I said it. You should question your, you know, friendship with me or why you listen to me. I'm just saying, maybe I'm a wackadoo. I don't know. Just kidding. It is my favorite song, though. Um, I don't know why. I can never tell. Some things I can tell you why, you know, oh, this is my favorite song by so-and-so. And And I can usually tell you, oh, it's the cool chorus. It's it's the guitar. It's the way the song's laid out and the beats. But this, I don't, I can't, I just, I just love this song to death. Harvester of Sorrow is my favorite song on this album. So, uh... But don't take into consideration what I said about, you know, it's got nothing to do with the message. It's just, I just like this song. Maybe it does have to do with the message. I don't know. I don't know. But let's let's let you hear it and you be the judge. So here is Harvester of Sorrow.
All right. Well, that was my favorite song on this album. It's, it, it, I think it's, I don't know, it's my favorite. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's just right. Um, and, you know, I really never paid attention until I read it to you now. I never really paid attention to what the song was about. Some songs that I listen to, I just like the way it sounds. And I don't focus on the lyrics, but I know the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Not every song goes deep. Like, if a song, like, causes me goosebumps or makes me want to cry or gives me the chills or whatever, then I look into the lyrics. Like, there's got to be a reason subconsciously this song's fucking with me. This song was never one of those kind of songs. I just liked it. I can sing it. You know, I just liked the lyrics, but I never really paid close attention. So, to be honest with you, until my wife wrote down what the song was about, I didn't know it was about a guy killing his kids or killing his family. So... At the end of the day, you know, like I said, Grandpa is not like an expert at anything, you know. Uh, no, I'm not an expert at anything. So I'm a jack. I'm one of those jack of all trade kind of motherfuckers. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't play any instruments. Murr loaned me a guitar, and I just couldn't figure it out. I'm just, I'm not musically inclined to to to, to play music, you know, on an instrument. I could probably write songs. That that I don't have a problem with writing. I could probably write songs. I just couldn't match the lyrics to music. I'd have to find I'd have to give someone, hey, here's some lyrics. Do what you want. I don't I don't know. I can't write music or none of that stuff. Um But I do like and appreciate music more than anything else. I don't think someone needs to go to college to write articles and review music. I just don't think so. Maybe you should take some English courses or buy a thesaurus or something to expand your language so you're not like me saying, I like this album 50 million times. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody needs to uh, go to college to be a music critic. I just don't. I don't even think you need to be one to be a movie critic either. Matter of fact, I don't have much use for college. It's for anything. You want to be a doctor? Okay, you need to go to a fucking school. You want to be a lawyer? Okay, but I don't know why uh, uh, you have to go to college to be a lawyer when you're allowed to defend yourself. And they always say it's not smart. But some people are smart enough so they can read the law books and understand it. So I don't know. I just, I'm, I just, I never knew what that song, what that song meant. So, but I still consider, I do not consider myself an expert at music. I'm just very knowledgeable. I know what I like. And I can tell you what I like about a song, but at the end of the day, it's up to you if you like it. That's why I don't know if I could ever be a true critic. Like when I do my movie reviews on YouTube, I tell what I like, and then, you know, I don't tell you, you know, I say, well, you should see it for yourself, make your own decision. I'm like, you know, and if I, if, if, if a movie really, truly sucked and it really bothered me or a song really bothered me, I might say, take a pass. But still, at the same time, you should still check it out for yourself. Don't rely on what I say. Um... You should always go into everything, a TV show, music, a movie, with an open mind and make your own decision. But it doesn't hurt to get some insight from other people. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just making excuses, I don't know. Well, let's get into the next track, which is track seven. This is called The Frayed Ends of Sanity. It's a long one. Not as long as the next one, but it's long.
good song. But like I've said before a million fucking times, I don't have a good I don't have a good uh, vocabulary, so I say the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. So anyway, um, I've shit on Lars. I've shit on his aspect and this that, and I've shit on this. So I've shit on them a lot. So from here, the rest of the show, nothing but props. All right, I do give them props for this album. Um. Longer songs, but it just they like they said what the album's about. This album they obviously put a lot of thought into it. Um, up until this point, though, I had there was their music has always been awesome to me, you know. And when this came out, it was I I felt you know do I felt that it was a step above? No, I don't think I still find Master of Puppets, Ride the Light Lightning, Cliff uh, Cliff them all, Kill them all. I consider those treasures this isn't bad this isn't terrible does it it's not a half-assed album it's just to me it's a different different for me it's a little it, it for me it's it's got a different feeling but i enjoy the shit out of it hey i love i still love the black album i know a lot of people are tired of hearing it because it was so many songs played on the radio and but I think the Black Album is a good album. I think it was a transition to something different, a little bit of a different sound. Still heavy, but but still different at the same time. And I think it worked well. Like I said, I didn't have a problem with Load. Reload, a few good songs on there, but I didn't have a Load. I, there was a lot of stuff on Load that I liked. Um, I didn't like their instrumental stuff, you know, S&M. I didn't like that. It's like, you don't need to do it with an orchestra. It just didn't... I don't have anything against orchestra orchestra music, obviously. You know, John Williams and the Star Wars and any Joe anything John Williams has done soundtrack wise has been beautiful. Yes, I use the word beautiful. Um, so I don't have a problem with what they did. It just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Metallica music was meant to be played with guitars, drums, and a bass, not with strings and stuff. So it didn't. I you know wasn't big for me. I liked the uh, you know Garage Days and Garage Days Revisited. I was fine with that stuff. You know I loved it actually. I didn't really. Saint Anger is when I really started to turn, and then I haven't gone back. And it's not that their other stuff, Death Magnetic. It's not that god awful bad. It's just it just doesn't. It's never clicked with me. Like I said, subconsciously I could just be so upset with the way things went. I could just you know maybe maybe I'm truly a Metallica snob. Because I'm not usually like that. This is one of those bands. Like, you know, I hate on Motley Crue, too. But I don't really rip on them. And, you know, like, I like Generation Swine. A lot of people don't like Generation Swine. And I think it's okay. I mean, is it good? The best? No. But I think it's okay. Um, Like I said, the new Metallica stuff to me is just okay. It just doesn't grab me like the old stuff did. But like I said, don't don't think I'm one of those guys who it's just the first four albums or whatnot. I don't know. Black Album is fine, Garage Days, you know, all that. Like I said, all that stuff is fine with me. I just can't get into the new stuff. But they are they are a great they are a great band. They are they know what they're doing. They have they got good business sense. I give them that. They you know I don't none of them are broke. None of them have done anything stupid. I just they're they are a really good band, and I've always. Look, I do look forward to when they do release new music because I'm hoping something will catch. Um, Death Magnetic. That one was pretty good. Okay, it wasn't one of their best, but it was it was better than just okay. It, 
so I do, I have to say, I do like a majority of the Death Magnetic album. Um, that's around the time I, the, the, the Guitar Hero version of there came out. I have it over there on my shelf. I can, you know, I have my guitar. I play the Guitar Hero Metallica every once in a while. So it, that one had some good songs on it. Maybe it was repetition from the out, from playing the game that, that, you know, that, you know, got me to like the music, some of the songs. But I don't truly hate them. You know, I like to give people a hard time. You know, I'm on, I do podcasting and stuff like that. So a lot of the times the, sh- the shit I say about Metallica is just to ruffle feathers. You know, I don't hate them. They're just not, they're not grabbing me like they used to. And I, and it bugs me because I don't know why. Is it my problems with Lars getting in the way? Is there actually something with the music that doesn't sound the same subconsciously? I don't know, but I don't hate them. You know, I don't hate Motley Crue anymore. I don't. I mean, or anymore. I don't hate Motley Crue. I just don't like what they did to Mick, and I don't like the way they sound. And they should have just stayed away. If they really needed money, they could have done their own thing. Six A.M. was doing pretty good. They could have just kept doing. He could have just stayed with them. And Tommy could have been doing his own thing. And Vince could have done his own thing. Mick could have done his own thing. I just think them getting back together has been nothing but destroyed their image. And I'm hoping Metallica never goes that way. But something tells me when the time comes. Lars and James are going to hang it up, and that'll be the end of it. But I don't know. I don't know how that would go. So anyway, let's get on to the next track because the album's almost up. So let's get on to the next track. This one, track eight, is called To Live. To Live is to Die, and it's a long one. It's almost ten minutes long, so bear with me. But there's two songs left, so and the last one is short. So here it is in its full nine minutes and 48 seconds of glory. To Live is to Die.
little uh, <clears throat> little slow on my button, but that's okay. You'll live. I'm not a professional. So <clears throat> I like how it I like how it starts. I like how it ends. I like everything in between. I love that's a good song. It's long. I told you it was long. It's a great fucking song. Great fucking song. Um, well, let's get this over with. Let's get on with track nine. I, I don't know how to get it over with. Like I don't want to do it. Just you know, it's, it's that time. I've been on for. Uh, now almost two hours, so it's time to move along. I like to try to keep it at an hour and a half, and the album's only an hour, so I talk too much, obviously. Too much. So let's get it on here with the last track. This is the only song with an E next to it, so it's the reason it's got a parental, but it's Dyer's Eve, the last song. So sit back and enjoy Dyer's Eve.
All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Dogs, cats, fish, and birds. That would be the 1988 release of Metallica's Injustice for All. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing it for you. And like I said, it's a good album. I'm putting all my, you know, quirkiness for the band aside. It's a really good, solid album. Um, and like I said before, I don't don't hate their music, the new stuff. It just doesn't grab me. I know I've said that about 50 million times, and you're like, shut the fuck up. So I will. Um, I'll probably do some other Metallica stuff down the road, but I've already picked 20 albums to do. So I've got either 20 weeks straight or, you know, however, but, you know, 20 weeks, that's a lot of months. Um, that's what, five months? So, I've got some stuff, and some stuff you're gonna like, some stuff you might be, eh. Like, for instance, one of them is gonna be Tommy, the Who album. And that one's probably gonna be a little bit of a long episode. But, uh, I'm gonna branch out and start doing some, you know, I love metal, but there's other stuff out there, and other stuff that is good. Um, and I may do some albums that you're like, this is a shit album. Well, you know what, if I do a shit album then you, you know, don't listen to me. I'm one of those kind of people that believe if you don't like something, change the station. You know, I'm going to do what I do, and if I come across something, even my, even if my good buddies out there are like, oh, why'd you do that album? Then they can just not listen. Because, you know, it, it, it it's not, it, 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 just quit fighting over shit. That's it. That's all I got to say. Well, anyway, I appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, I had a great time. And uh, well, I always have a great time doing this. I get to listen to music. I get to talk to nobody, but I imagine people listening to me. So, anyway, don't forget to check out Grandpa Dash Grandpa's Dash Playlist.com, and you can get some goodies if you want. It's part of my uh, cremation fund. And uh, don't forget to uh, check out uh, Neighbors Talking Shit on RabbitRedRadio.com or on the YouTube channel. And until next time. I love you guys, and I have a great time doing this, and I'll do this until I can't. for listening to Grandpa's Playlist. Tune in next time for another great episode of Grandpa's Playlist. Oh, and be sure to subscribe and share this show with your friends and family. Because if you don't, Grandpa will know. Believe me, he'll know.